or and even if and sometimes it's not just critical but just like i'm not just watching things for entertainment Mm -hmm. you know i'm like comparing it to this i'm you know comparing it to that so i definitely feel like sometimes watching things or movies or shows like isn't as enjoyable as it used to be All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conversation. I am Brandon Sinclair, uh, your host through all these uh, one-on-one interviews with your favorite podcasters. As you no doubt heard, we have a new theme song for Conversation, so thank you uh, to Jeremy Vellucci, who uh, always comes through with some really cool and really inventive themes. Um, That'll be the new theme song for Conversation from here on out. I hope you guys enjoy it. I certainly do. If you're new to the show, then uh, let me just tell you a bit about it. This is a show where I, uh, Brandon McClure from the Fake Nerd Podcast, talk to other podcasters one-on-one about their fandom and fandom in general and just uh, all things nerd-related. This is now four episodes in, and I haven't actually uh, told anyone why I've done this so far. So just to give uh, long-term listeners and new listeners just a bit of background, I... Um, constantly go through crises of fandom. I constantly doubt my interest in things, and uh, it's uh, disheartening a lot of the time, and it can be uh, hard. So I decided to go on a bit of a journey and talk to other podcasters and see if they feel the same way and, you know, kind of help me through some difficult things um, about fandom and... um, perceptions and things and just get other perspectives and uh so far it's been a lot of fun as i'm recording this i have many more interviews to come i can't wait for you guys to hear them all uh today though you're going to hear from sheila nickerson from hardly heroes uh this was a really fun conversation where i learned that uh she has opened up a salon called sector seven um if you guys are nearby there Definitely check that out. There's going to be a link in the description uh, where you can find that Instagram page. It's really cool. A nerd salon, guys. If you want to get your hair done at a cool, nerdy place, go ahead. Otherwise, I'll link everything below where you can find Hardly Heroes. Um, great, Really great group of people. Really great podcast. Um, you guys should definitely check it out if you haven't already. Today, Sheila and I talk about all sorts of things about how her fandom grew uh, through the podcast. How she... Uh, came to be part of Hardly Heroes, and how she looks at uh, media differently. Uh, I should warn you, however, there is going to be a content warning. Once again on this, uh, I can't stop my mouth uh, on certain things. So, The Last Jedi comes up once again. If you are one of those people who are sensitive to Last Jedi topics, I totally understand. Honestly, I'm one of them. I make the mistake in this episode of suggesting and not clarifying my point that everybody who doesn't like The Last Jedi hates women, I guess. Uh, I did not mean that. So I just want to clarify that was not the intention of the statement that I made, and I understand that can be construed that way. So I'm getting ahead of it right now and saying that is not what I meant. Um, I, there are very valid arguments against that film, arguments for that film. So before I dig myself into another hole with the Star Wars film, I'm just going to let my uh, past self take it away. We fil- we recorded this in uh, mid-February, I think. Um, 
middle of, we were we talk a bit about how we're still doing Fickner's watch for WandaVision in this uh interview. Um obviously we're not anymore. You know, little time context, I guess. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh I enjoyed this one immensely. Um I hope you guys will too. Uh and I'll see you guys on the other side. All right, I'm here with Sheila Nickerson of the Hardly Heroes podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Um, we've we've met before. We did a we did a, a thing with Downright Nerdy years ago. Oh, that's right. That was so much fun. We were talking Star Trek. Yeah, it's been ages since that. That was a, that was a long time ago. That was pre-COVID. Was there a time that was pre-COVID? I can't remember. Neither can I. Um, yeah. So this is a this is a podcast. Kind of give you the rundown beforehand. This is a podcast where I just wanted to talk to you about uh, before and after your your, your podcast. What you dealt with with your fandom so i just want to go right into it before you did the podcast before you did hardly heroes before you started it um how did you engage and participate in your fandom so well the thing about hardly heroes is that it's been going on for almost five years and i've Mm -hmm. only been on it for about a year okay my little brother buddy started it with two friends um Mm -hmm. about five years ago so i have been involved with hardly heroes in so many different areas and now i'm a host so things have greatly changed obviously now that i'm a host but even Mm -hmm. before that i was involved in hardly heroes so before he started hardly heroes i was just a you know i was just a nerd i love star trek i loved harry potter but that was it i wasn't going to comic cons i wasn't getting involved in cosplay i you know didn't know half of the stuff that i know about nerdy fandom that i do now right uh so then what led you to uh i guess not start but how did you um get to be on hardly heroes so um you know hardly heroes has been through a lot of hosts my brother my little brother buddy is the only one that's like actually been on it the entire time Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you've experienced this with your many podcasts that you've done but it's you know it's a huge commitment nobody's making any money you do it because you love it and we people just would get burnt out and you know people would want to leave you know and maybe still be involved with hardly heroes but not the weekly commitment of doing Mm -hmm. the actual show and so people would just leave and about a year ago they lost a host and i you know they were recording it out of an extra room in my house my boyfriend was managing the podcast obviously my brother was on it And they, you know, it just kind of made sense. They were like, hey, do you want to be on it? Honest to God, I didn't really want to be on it. I'm kind of a shyer person. I don't, Mm -hmm. my voice sounds stupid. I was just like, there's no way I want to be on the show. But, you know, once I did it, you get kind of addicted to it. It's so much fun. You get to Mm -hmm. sit around and shoot the crap with your, you know, with your friends about nerdy stuff that we're talking about anyway. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it, it really was just luck that I, that I ended up on it. Yeah, that's a uh, that's how Fakner podcast started. We just wanted to shoot the shit, right? Um, okay, so you talked a bit about you had you were a Star Trek, Harry Potter, and that was that it. Was there more that you were invo- involved in, or? Well, I mean, I kind of you know probably for a lot of people when Marvel started you know putting out these big blockbusters, I mm-hmm. you know with starting with um, Spider Man, I definitely watched those movies, yeah. but I didn't know. You know, and again, for a lot of people probably who didn't grow up reading these comic books, I had no idea who Iron Man was or Captain America or anything. So 
as those movies came out, I started getting more into that. But right. before that, it was like I watched Star Trek when I was younger, loved Next Generation, and then, you know, read all the Harry Potter books. Okay. Um, yeah, I recently just got my girlfriend into Star Trek by watching Deep Space Nine. Oh, nice. You know what? You're the reason I started watching Deep Space Nine. Cause no kidding. The, the podcast we did last time, you were like, I can't believe you haven't seen it. Just do me a favor and watch it. And I absolutely did start watching it. Nice. And it, it, it And it is really good. I mean, it's definitely would be up there in my favorites. Right I, under Next Gen. I, I like it more than Next Gen. Uh, I used to not, but that's recently watching it over again. I, I, I love it. Oh, okay. Uh, just got Chief O'Brien, the most important character in all of Starfleet. <laughs> that's true. Uh, if you watch Lower Decks, that's a... Oh, my cheeky... God. I love Lower Decks. I'm not Me finished too. with it. I, I haven't finished the season yet, but what a good show. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, I was trying to get, uh, so Michael Carls, who runs the Downright Nerdy podcast, which is how we met, um, he is not doing a podcast right now, uh, so he, so we couldn't get him to do a Lower Decks kind of kind of thing like I wanted, and, and I was so bummed, because I was like, I want to talk to someone about Lower Decks, it's so I good. Know, right? <laughs> you know, maybe we should have you on our podcast, because my little brother watches Lower Decks, and mm -hmm. I actually think our third host might watch it too. Oh, there you go, yeah. Uh, I, I really, I really liked it. It's the best of the new Star Trek, as far as I'm concerned. No, I, I mean, I love Discovery. I love Picard, but I think Lower Decks is like, it's just, it's super pure, true Star Trek. Did you like this this season of Discovery? I do. I, I did. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I think for me, especially with Star Trek, is like, if you're gonna give me Star Trek, I'm gonna watch it. Sure. That's kind of where I'm at too. Like I, I only watched discovery because I was going through Picard and I caught up on discovery at the same time. And I was like, you know, I kind of feel bad not watching a star Trek show that's on. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, I mean, if I want more star Trek, then I, I need to watch star Trek. You yeah. Know? It's like, somebody wanna... like prodigy would Janeway's coming back for prodigy. I'm stoked for that. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, I liked Oded Fair a lot in this season of Discovery. He 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 saved the show for me from yeah. No, totally, I agree with that. Um, okay, so now what I've noticed with with podcasts and kind of the 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 impetus for the show is that what I noticed with podcasts is that once you start doing a podcast, you start paying more attention to the news, you start hearing more perspectives from fandoms, you become kind of an active member in 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 fandoms. You get your own fans, which is weird. Um, right. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that people listen to me talk. <laughs> um, but and that kind of like changes your perception. So after you started doing the podcast, how did just kind of broadly, how did that change your perception of your fandom, uh, fandom in general? Well, I this is going to sound I don't know if this is going to come off like mean or anything, but I would have. You know, I, I've, I've always been kind of a nerd, but not like that type of nerd is what I right. would think in my head. And, you know, I don't go to comic cons. I don't like dress up, you know, and I mm -hmm. and I I would kind of think of those people in, in not a super negative way, like or whatever. But I'm just like, I'm not like that, though. Like yeah. I, I would find myself saying things like that. I'm like, I'm a nerd, but like not like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now that I've you know, and maybe I was just having these, um, you know, when maybe because I was younger and I was just trying to be like cooler than I really was or trying to fit in or whatever. Once I started doing the podcast and I started going to Comic Cons and I started doing cosplay, I realized that these people are absolutely my people. I am absolutely a nerd like that. 
it's the most warm and welcome and accepting community that I've ever been a part of in my life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you're into. As long as you're into something, you know, nerdy, then, you know, it's just, so I think that's like a huge thing that's changed for me is like, I've realized that not only am I not cool, but I don't want to be cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of now that pop culture has been seen like, like seen as this like major juggernaut it is kind of weird to think that like you know it is kind of it, it is kind of cool to be a nerd though <laughs> no that, that is actually true yeah it, it, well and it's definitely way more acceptable i mean not acceptable but i mean and i just don't want to use the word cool because i just it's like it's just the anti of what nerds are but <laughs> it is definitely you don't you definitely don't have to be ashamed of it anymore <laughs> yeah exactly so you so you've because of the show, you got into cosplay? Yeah. Um, who have you cosplayed? So I've done um, Chun-Li from Street Fighter. Oh, okay. I've done Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. Cool. Um, and then those are my two like main nerdy ones that I've actually worn to Comic-Cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been like huge into Halloween, so I've always done pretty big like costumes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've so and that that's another thing what which was so stupid about me thinking that cosplay was like nerdy and weird is that I was dressing up for Halloween and taking it like way too serious. It's the same thing. Exactly. And then but I was like, oh, but during the day at a convention it felt different, you know? Mm-hmm. But those are the 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 two main ones that I've like worked on for like months and months and then worn to an actual mm-hmm. Comic Con. Which uh, which conventions have you gone to? So uh the big one in the Stanley in LA. Okay. Was, yeah. um, we did that with Harley Heroes and a and an organization we work with, uh, Project Wish Upon a Star, and then okay. just anything they have Sacramento. The the Wizard Con they've done here twice. I've been to, um, and then the anime sa- the Sac Anime Con here in Sacramento. Um, but I've never made it to the San Diego. So, I don't know. Uh, I like the smaller ones. Yeah, we did too. We did a we did a panel at LA Comic Con. Okay, cool. Uh, they're the only ones who would take us. Right. <laughs> well, we've, we've as a show we went to Comic Con like San Diego Comic Con only once. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's so much fun more fun to go to like a Long Beach Comic Con or LA Comic Con. Exactly. Um, some of the smaller ones because you get more one on one time with I think the creators. One hundred percent, and we actually do. We work with. Um, this company called Colossus Girl, and they do like uber small cons. They're called like boutique mm-hmm. and they have them in like really small, like smaller towns in California and um, Oregon actually. And um, they kind of like hire us quote unquote to do, you know, to mediate the panels, the celebrity mm-hmm. panels. And so we've got to do a ton of really cool interviews with, you know, just lower level celebrities um and that type of interaction you know is like it's it's just like you're saying it's so much more like approachable you it's so much more like intimate you can actually like walk up to their table and talk to them instead of it being like this you know behind the curtains and paying all this money and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so going to a convention when you didn't really participate in things like that and so like I, what, what i like to talk about is like echo chambers um 
I think before you start a podcast, you have sort of an echo chamber of like your best friend, maybe maybe your second best friend, and you guys talk about the things that you like, and that's really it. That's the only engagement you have in fandom. Right. But with the social media and the fact that you have to promote your show and you got to say, look at the news and you got to go, no, you don't got to, but you end up going to conventions. Like you see a lot more uh, opinions. That echo chamber becomes so big and you don't have, um, it's no longer your best friend and your other best friend is now a random person on the internet commenting on your Instagram post or you're getting an email from a fan. has that been strange for you? Like going from like no interaction to like a lot of interaction? Absolutely. It's like, I mean, like that's one of the hardest parts for me is because I'm just naturally an introvert. I'm like, don't want to talk to, and really I am a hairstylist though. So I can deal with like talking to somebody one-on-one, but I realize that like, I need something to do with my hands or something, you know, I'm still insanely awkward talking to people if I'm just standing there like out in a convention or, 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 or something like that. So I definitely, it's, it's absolutely weird. Yeah. And it's weird to just have people like listening to you or writing to you from like another country. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, they know your name and they just like take the time to like, you know, they're in Norway and write an email to be like, eh, cheese or whatever. Cause that's my, (laughs) My nickname on my podcast is Cheese, uh-huh. and um, so it is. It's super strange, and but I, I think I like it. We have a we have two fans on it. So ever since the the, the quarantine started, uh, we've been doing live shows on on YouTube every week, um, and it's supposed to last for two months, and it's lasted for, for ten. Right. <laughs> but we have this one one person. Um, shout out to this this guy again, but he. He, we have live streams that go on for like three or four hours because it's the only interaction we have anymore. Right. So they've our podcast episodes just ballooned. Um, <laughs> and this guy watches the whole live stream. Really? I love it. And I'm like, it's insane to me that you're doing this. And I don't, I don't, I, we, we don't get a lot of people watching because we do it right. late at night, but right. always that one person. Yeah, yeah. like, that's so wild to me. And then we got I someone know. in Japan who pops in when he wakes up being like, Hey guys from Japan. I'm like, Oh my God, what are you yeah. doing here? Right. I love it. I it, and it is so much fun because you just don't, I, and I love to learn the stories as to how those people even found us like this little podcast in Sacramento, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, we were doing the live stream for like half a second when we were in quarantine as well. And we kind of just were thinking, yeah, nobody would watch it. And then there were a few people watching it, but then once we took it away and we went back in the studio and we weren't doing it live anymore, we had people being like, wait, but we want to watch you do it. You know? And you're like, really? Like why? Why? <laughs> it's, this is the uncut version of the show. You know, it's better yeah. when it's cut. Exactly. <laughs> um, so after you did the podcast, um, I assume you were no longer just Harry Potter and Star Trek. No. Uh, so what fandoms did you start to kind of explore after your podcast? Thanks to your podcast, I should say. Right. Well, Marvel's a huge one because, um, and then Star Wars. So Star Wars is actually a little bit bigger for me, just in the reason that I, I love Star Wars, but I like absolutely hate Star Wars fans. Most people are of that opinion. (laughs) So I, I, I dive into that constantly because my brother is a Star Wars fan and he's so annoying about everything Star Wars. (laughs) And we're constantly fighting about that. So I, 
I just watch it and I read about it and I learn about it because I just want to be able to fight with him about how stupid he is about <laughs> his Star Wars fandom. Right. Is that important being able to fight with your brother? It's very important because <laughs> that and it, I'm sure that it might be annoying to some people listening mm-hmm. to the podcast, but we can't help but fight with each other. Oh, you're siblings. You gotta. I've just I've known him for too long. Yeah. But well, Marvel, Marvel's definitely another one. Um and that's a huge reason too, is my boyfriend who is just a nerd, like born a nerd, right. um, was just a nerd in every fiber of his uh, life and his being, um, you know, he, he, he's a huge Marvel fan and like just the classic and the comic books, he read all the comic books growing up. Mm-hmm. And so after I started doing the podcast and I started getting a little bit more interested in it then this just opened this floodgates uh, for him to be like oh like I have all of this information and this knowledge like you know he breaks out the like 1990s series one Marvel cards you know just to like flip through and be like oh like because I'll be like oh look like Scarlet Witch I just learned about her or Vision like I just you know or Black Panther all these characters that I literally had never heard of and he yeah. grew up knowing he just pulls out these cards from the 90s and I'm like oh my god that's so cool they like existed in the 90s and then you read it and they're like oh the first time they came along was in the 60s and I I think that's one of the the things I enjoy is learning that these characters have been around forever I remember when the Avengers was coming out the first Avengers movie um and I read an article that spoiled that Thanos was in the post credit sequence. Oh, okay. Um, and I read that article and I was like, who the hell is Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I knew Marvel from the movies. I, I wasn't, right. I knew Marvel from Ultimate Marvel. I read Ultimate Marvel in high school. I saw um, and by the time the Avengers came out, I was in, I was in college. I didn't have access to a comic book store at the time. I didn't realize there was one down the street. <laughs> um that was a whole that that broke me but um he so i so i, I said to my friend i was like oh my god thanos is going to be in avengers and he's like who's thanos like i have no idea <laughs> so that that was fun to kind of explore that but that was like way before the podcast it was so interesting oh right so interesting thinking about how the, the things i know now i know that i didn't know then because because what you do is you end up paying more attention do you guys do news segments on your show? I, f- I forgot. Um, we do, but we just kind of recently re-structured um, it. And mm-hmm. we lost our news guy because he started his own podcast, actually, which is oh, super cool. Him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, I know. So he he was doing like a, a news segment. He was like our, his name was Phil Burgundy. And he did all of our news. Is so, his name really Phil Burgundy? No, his name's Philippe, but that was his um, <laughs> stage name. Okay. And um. So honestly, now that he has left, we, because we're kind of, one of our taglines is like, we don't know shit. Like, we don't know anything. We are hardly heroes. That's why it's our name. We are full of crap. We don't know the names of anything. We do, Our opinions are stupid. Like, that's just kind of our thing. And so he was kind of the news guy where he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And now that he's gone, we have had to a little bit force ourselves into um, kind of like actual knowledge instead right. of just like our opinion. Right. You, you kind of you kind of realize that the the your fans 
so weird to say that though um <laughs> like are, are looking at you as kind of an expert in the thing right like they like it's it's not enough to know a thing you kind of then have to become an expert in it um and i find that so interesting when we do news like beforehand i kind of had a passion for this but i now know more about the inner workings of the film industry and the comic book industry and all that right way more than i did when I, before the show right and that's just because i'm looking for it and people ask me about it and want me to want me to and want to know it from me right and like i always said like i'm not a reputable news source i'm just telling you guys the news i know <laughs> well that's what our thing is is like i was like do we just want to like regurgitate something that someone could like google on the internet but then it, i think it does turn into like the fans want to know what you think about it yeah like what's your opinion on it yeah and uh, that is kind of like hard to get used to because it's like why would you care what i think right i mean having a having a podcast for an introvert is not uh easy right <laughs> i'm very much the same way like i we had a we had someone approach us at a comic-con once um nice guy i think i don't actually think he listens to the show anymore but I don't blame anybody who doesn't. <laughs> and he came up to me and I was just kind of like, oh, uh, hi. <laughs> you, you, you sure you got the right person? I know. You're like, what? Why me? Um, yeah. So, so Marvel, so Star Wars, what are the things that you fought with your brother about that you're kind of like, you're on Star Wars just so you can fight with your brother? What were some of the, like an example there? Because he claims to be a Star Wars fan, which this goes for all Star Wars fans. Yeah. Claims to be a Star Wars fan, but like l hates, you know, 90% of it. All of them do. That That's so annoying to me. Like mm -hmm. I, and this is like, goes back to like just being a Star Trek fan where of course there can be like some Star Trek fans that don't like certain Star Trek stuff. But I feel like Star Trek fans are just like, really positive they just want more star trek just kind of like with us we're like yeah we'll watch discovery it's like more star trek we like star trek and it's just like it's just this constant constant comparison to the original star wars movies mm -hmm. it's so annoying to me and it's like it spans such a long time there's going to be like different things and i and i just also believe that like star wars is made for the generation that it's made in so it's like though you know episode one two and three that's not for you 40 year old men it's for the new generation of star wars fans the kids it's for us exactly and so th this is just what i just i just wish that they could just like accept and appreciate star wars for what it is and the constant comparison drives me crazy and mandalorian has sent me into a whole new frenzy <laughs> anger because i like the show yeah okay but it's like this it's so annoying when a Star Wars fan says like, okay, now this is real Star Wars. This is what Star Wars oh, is. Oh yeah, I hate that. And I'm just like, yeah, no, it's a good Star Wars show, but this isn't, I, it's, there's so many things that I could pick apart on this show. Yeah. And, but I don't because it's Star Wars and it's good, you know? So it's just like, I, I don't know what clicks in their head. Like I can't understand what clicks in their head. That's just like, oh no, this is it. Okay. No. Oh, well, this is fine. This is fine. You, you know? want to know what it is? What is it? It's because it's a male protagonist. Ooh, right. You know what? You're so right. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's honestly like, hey, no offense to anybody watching this who doesn't like The Last Jedi, but hey, what's the difference? Right. One's got a male protagonist, one's got a female protagonist. Seriously. You know, my brother hates Rogue One and it's like... Oh, I love Rogue One. I know! I feel like Rogue One is so good and it's just... 
he just cannot like anything Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and except for just like these classic ones that these these Star Wars fans, quote unquote, like like. And so it's just a constant it's a constant fight with him. Yeah. Um, so there's kind of a cynicism that comes with fandom. We talked about it, we just talked a bit about how Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. Um <laughs> that and that's that's wild to me. But um did you ever find yourself now that you're more engaged and say that for example, Harry Potter. You were a Harry Potter fan before you did the podcast, and I'm assuming beforehand you didn't really pay too much attention what, to what J.K. Rowling was doing with her life. Right. <laughs> now you do the podcast and you pay attention to what J.K. Rowling's doing with your life. Yes, with her that's, life. True. that's very true. Um, does knowing things like that, seeing things about these creators being more engaged in that, does it kind of make you a bit more cynical towards your fandoms? I mean, I think it does. But just on the surface, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's like a Harry Potter, you know, film or the book or even just seeing like the symbol of the Deathly Hallows or seeing someone wearing a Gryffindor shirt. Like the feeling that gives me like absolutely hasn't changed. And I don't think it ever will change. Like I realize that she may say some things and believe some things that are wrong in my eyes. Um, But, you know, she created something. It doesn't make her creation any less to me and and like and basically just like what i'm saying the feelings i get are still exactly the same i can look at it a little differently i can think about it a little differently but i'll never the feelings will never change that's a good point you know we talk about a lot on fake podcast about separating the art from the artist like you know where do i i hold that the you're you are in charge of the line you say if you can separate the fact that jk rowling is a huge asshole um, <laughs> uh, from the fact that her books uh, are, are important to you, then that's your line. For me, I can't separate Mel Gibson from his anti-Semit- anti-Semiticism. So I won't watch a Mel Gibson movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I can separate Martin Freeman from his racism sometimes. Right. So um, why do you feel like you can sometimes? And is it is it like what they're specifically doing? Like, do you have like a you know, like a, just a specific feeling for the anti-Semitism that's more of a feeling for you, or what is it? I think it depends on the on how the art makes you feel. Okay. For example, there's nothing that Mel Gibson has ever done <laughs> that makes me feel like, yes, this is something great. I feel things for this. Right. But Martin Freeman is in Black Panther. Right. And I love Black Panther. Right. Um, and, and look, I like the Hobbit films. I think he's a good Bilbo. <laughs> um. But he, I don't love the Hobbit films. They're fine. They're fine. Um, so, like, there's, there are things. It, it it goes back to like, how does the art make you feel? Going back to J.K. Rowling, like those Harry Potter books are huge. They they are very important to me as a kid. Unfortunately, the Fantastic Beasts films have really driven a wedge between me and Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> so, so it, it's easier for me to separate J.K. Rowling from Harry Potter than it is for right. me to separate Mel Gibson from. Right, I agree with that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, and I also think it's like with the Mel Gibson films, like you have to look at his face yeah. and like be reminded of just what a psycho he is. But I think with the Harry Potter, it's like, I think for me now, I just put the like all the credit onto the actors who portrayed these characters and brought them yeah. to life and and stuff like that. And that's who I think about. I think about Harry Potter. I don't think about her. Mm-hmm. Um 
because there's just, you know, just because, yeah, she's a terrible person. I just, I can't, I would, I would go as so far though, as to like, not to continue to support her, you know, even if she continued to do Harry Potter stuff, it's almost like, okay, she did those books. The movies are out. We've got that. And I love it. But if she is putting out more books or something, it's like, okay, I'm probably not going to go buy that. I'm not going to support her to continue to be a shitty person. Yeah, I get that. Um, Speaking of Harry Potter, though, uh, do you guys do reviews on your show? Yeah. Okay. So you kind of, you don't really have to do this before the podcast. Look at at films with a critical eye. You can just enjoy them. So now do you find yourself being more critical towards films? Not necessarily that that's a bad thing, but um, has that changed how you view films? For example, I hate The Crimes of Grindelwald. I think that movie's garbage. (laughs) Um. And I don't know if I would feel that way before I did the podcast. Right. I absolutely am way more critical. Or, and even if, and sometimes it's not just critical, but just like, I'm not just watching things for entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like comparing it to this. I'm, you know, comparing it to that. So I definitely feel like sometimes watching things or movies or shows like isn't as enjoyable as it used to be. <laughs> because I'm like, doing it for a reason and to come up with things or to break it down or to find criticism in it. Sure. So it's not just like, I just get to sit down and just like, enjoy it. Like with WandaVision right now, you know, we're, we've been reviewing that and it's like, I feel like maybe if I didn't do the podcast, I could just watch it and let it be kind of weird and frustrating and just enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm just looking for all the reasons. And I, and I think too, especially and this comes back to my star Wars fight always is I'm looking for fault in it. Cause I'm like, you know, I think the Mandalorian's good, but it's like, sometimes I just think like, you know, people think like, okay, the Mandalorian was great. And then Dis- you know, Disney plus they put out these amazing or Disney puts out these amazing Marvel movies. So they just like, think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking for like reasons that it's not good. Right. Um, so you said you find, so you would say it's more like work watching things is more like work now right absolutely um do you tend do you tend to try to find things that are outside of your fandom of sides of the, of the podcast specifically to find enjoyment there to find kind of your you're like um like uh, fortress of solitude your safe space i guess i mean nothing new like anything i watch new is for the podcast like oh, okay. i find my comfort in just you know watching the office for the 36th time gilmore girls yeah is that yours yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, gilmore girls is on constantly in my house oh my god it's just like i that theme song to the office it's like i just hear it in my dreams it's sure. on all the time but no it's like anything new is like you know it's for the podcast oh absolutely always i'm not watching anything new for enjoyment it's like can we if i'm watching something it's like can we talk about this on the on the show right so I, it's, I have that yeah yeah so it's just it's all nerdy it's all you know star wars marvel any of the marvel shows but you know what i find sometimes with us is we really sometimes we don't try to break out of our own zones of fandom like you know and that's kind of how hardly heroes has changed over the years as when a when there's a host change whatever that host kind of fandom is brings in a different aspect to the show so like we used to have a host on here um htc who was super into comic books and like none of us really read comic books on the show so we don't talk about comic books a lot 
And I think that sometimes we don't push ourselves into other areas to expand on our show. We're just like, well, this is what we like. So this is what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of what, what we do. It's kind of like, you know, you make a podcast based around your expertise, essentially. Right. right. You know, what you, what you're passionate about. Um, the reason why we have, what was that? What did I say? Seven podcasts, seven shows. Right. <laughs> um, it's because we keep trying to find new ways to incorporate things that we like to do because we have such a broad right. podcast, like Fictor podcast encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the Fictor book club series now, which is like, that's our comic book series. We have a Fictor's watch, which is our, our after show where we're one division right now. Um, do you ever find that burnout is becoming a problem or has become a problem? Absolutely. We're, yeah. we're kind of in, like we're in a little bit of a crisis mode right now, I think, because the quarantine, the, you know, just COVID stuff, the COVID safety, being in and out of the studio has been really hard on us. And yeah. I think a huge thing for us feeling burnt out right now, because all three of us are feeling burnt out, is typically we would do the show every week and we would also be going to Comic Cons. We would be out doing events. We would have movie events. Mm-hmm. Um And even though a lot of times that adds more work that you're doing, you get to interact with your fans, you get to meet new people, you get to meet other nerds, other people, you know, that are into what you're into. And that having none of that, it's like, we're just doing this podcast in a bubble. And it's like, of course we get, you know, we get um, emails from our fans and we get interaction on, on social media, but just lacking that like personal interaction is it, it takes kind of the wind out of our sails Mm -hmm. and it's almost like we have less to do and we feel more burned out. Yeah. uh, I can totally see how that, how that could be a problem. I haven't seen my friends in months. Right. So you're just straight up like full. Cause is it like a little more lockdown in LA than it is in NorCal? Look, it should be, but (laughs) our our governor decided to lift all of the restrictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know, but yeah, we, we, we try to play it as safe as we can. Um, and this is, we're recording this in early February. So who knows what it'll be, what it'll be like when this comes out. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been tough because this is all I do. I don't right. have, a, I don't have a job. My, my job shut down. I, all three of my jobs are shut down. Um, and then I would have this, which would be like my fourth job, but now it's just this. And we have seven podcasts that we're doing and, hmm. and admittedly, we don't all do them all at one time but it, it can get a little overwhelming at times especially for an introvert like me who suffers from depression right absolutely um, but yeah uh i think that's really everything I, I i i got um you have a studio and a uh hair salon right let me give like just a real quick shout out to that so here in sacramento um the hardly heroes we have a podcast studio in this building it's called the geek out building and inside that building we have the hardly heroes podcast and we also have um sector seven salon which is a geeky themed um concept salon so it's a it's a it's an upscale salon but it's like super nerdy so all of our mirror mounts are like classic iconic um spaceships from different fandoms like star trek star wars um firefly battlestar galactica and we like all of our artwork is nerdy um our bathrooms are themed we have a star trek theme and a harry potter theme of course i did that um and we also just have a vibe and i don't know 
like if you like get your hair done at a salon but even Does it look like i get my hair done at a salon <laughs> even me as a hairstylist feel very intimidated going into salons so mm-hmm. one of my biggest just goals in opening the salon is creating a space that any nerd on the street can walk into our salon and feel comfortable and not have feel intimidated at all they just see the millennium falcon or the enterprise on the wall and they feel like they're at home Mm -hmm. and that's really really what we wanted out of this building what we wanted out of um out of the salon so it made sense to have the podcast studio here um because you know we're nerdy too and so the whole building obviously it's called geek out building is just a nerdy place for nerds to go to and hang out with each other and get their hair done hopefully that's so cool. Why aren't you in LA? I know. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds really great. So I, I definitely wanted you to plug that because that sounds awesome. Uh, but plug your, tell the tell the listeners about your uh, about Hardly Heroes. So Hardly Heroes, um, yeah, it's just a nerdy podcast. We we're kind of so similar to you guys, except for we don't have like seven podcasts. Um, <laughs> You'll but... have more people listening to you. <laughs> Maybe a few more. We it's been going on for five years, and we. We just talk movie, TVs, everything geek related. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you know, we're on all of the um, the uh, podcast streaming. We also have a, um, it's like a Patreon, but it's through Podbean. So we have patrons. You can subscribe and get extra episodes that are um, kind of inappropriate and fu- <laughs> and and a little more fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's it. You know, we're just we're hardly heroes on all of our socials, um, and we just love to geek out. Nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, and I'll let my my future self end this. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks, past me. I'll take it from here. That was Sheila Nickerson once again of the Hardly Heroes podcast. I really appreciate that she was able to come on this show. I had a great time talking with her. I hope she had a good time. And most importantly, I hope you guys had a good time listening to it. You know, it's 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 meant to be fun. It's kind of learning. It's kind of fun. And I, I, I hope I'm getting that across. I'm only four episodes in and there's many more to come. Next week, you're going to hear from Ken Knapsack, Force Center's own Ken Knapsack. I'm very excited. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, He was kind enough to come on the show. We had a really fun conversation. Until then, make sure to check out the description below to see where you can find Sheila Nickerson and the Hardly Heroes podcast and the Sector 7 Salon. Links are down below where you can find the rest of the Fickner podcast and it's the rest of the family podcast, such as Fickner's Watch, Fickner Book Club, Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, so many shows. Um, I'm everywhere, so (laughs) shouldn't have a hard time finding me course you can find us on twitter instagram facebook all at fickner podcast i'm at bt mcclure on instagram and twitter generally speaking thank you to jeremy Vellucci once again for our new theme song i'm really excited about it uh but you still hear the same end song uh that's kind of just this is the one we always use um like i said last time uh sparks and i are working up a, a new outro so uh stay tuned for something there and until then i'll just uh, sign off the same way i do on the fickner podcast which is stay fake nerds